Guys, I'm going to keep this one short and sweet. Put it to you simply, the subject for this episode is two things. The Dayton Flyers are back, and the Dayton Flyers are back. Interpret that how you like, especially if you're an NCAA fan or if you're, most importantly, a Dayton Flyer fan. That's what we're going through today, because three games in, we did great, and at the same time, I'm having a panic attack. But I'm here to give a take, because why not? It's been a minute. I feel like I've had to say that a few times the last couple episodes. Uh, There's a good reason for this hiatus. No, I've not been sick. Uh, It's completely out of the question. But uh, alas, given that I'm still in school, welcome to exam week, everyone. Uh, Or I should say exam weeks, because that's what it feels like. But no matter what, the concept pulls through. Recording the first episode, in which I believe is the first one in over a month. Could be wrong. I have to check that still. But I'm going to keep this one a little short. Uh, I'm still in the middle of exam week, but that's not the subject for today. I want to talk about the Dayton Flyers because the last couple of games have shown me a couple of things, both good and bad. I don't want to panic. I I think there's no reason to panic for anyone. But as someone who has watched, I have comments to make. That's what this podcast is about. Hope this made your Wednesday. It's very cold in Ohio, too, before I uh, continue the subject. It's now snowing out there. Um, cannot wait to go on Thanksgiving break. Uh, I'm fortunately not going to be uh, in this 40 to 30 degree weather. I am going to be in 80 degree weather uh, on a island somewhere. So that'll be very fun. Uh, it's also the reason why I'm recording an episode for you guys now, and I'm going to try to record one before I leave for vacation, because uh, obviously I won't be able to do that. But anyway... Let's get to the main subject. It is November 16th, Wednesday, November 16th, 2022. The college basketball season has just started, and if you guys don't know already, I go to the University of Dayton, so I am morally obligated to support the Dayton Flyers. That being said, I have gone to the last two, uh, no, sorry, two of the last three games. I went to the one starting with SMU. Dayton Flyers and SMU, we already knew this was going to be a big one before the season even began. SMU is a team that could be ranked, could also not be ranked, but are more than possible to make the tournament every single year. That's not what the episode's going to be mainly about, but long story short, Dayton pulled through 1 by 12. Now we fast forward to well, what happened yesterday, Tuesday, November 15th. If SMU weren't that big of a game for UD, which it was, the number the 21 ranked in the country Dayton Flyers, the UNLV Rebels were the next big one. And... Let me just tell you, if you guys don't know and don't go to Dayton, if you're listening to this, how committed we all were to watching this game. Because the game was in Nevada, or Nevada, depending on how you want to pronounce that, don't flame me for that, the game was at 8 p.m. Nevada time. Fast forward three hours, I keep saying that a lot, sorry, sound like a broken record. Us on the East Coast are watching the game at 11.15 p.m., which means by the end of the game, it's going to be 1.15 in the morning the next day. So, we were hoping for a win. So, we were preparing for all day. But, there is something that, there is something that worried me about Dayton Flyers compared to the United Rebels. Before the game, Dayton was 0-2 in the state of Nevada. Like, games in Nevada. That didn't worry me too much, given how well we recovered against SMU and pulled out the victory. The first half did not seem like much of a concern. Dayton went up 10. 
Kobe Elvis had a ton of points in the first half. He was pretty much on fire. Mongolian Mike, Mike Sharav jumps. That's how you pronounce it, CBS commentators. Again, impressing Dayton audiences and impressing college basketball audiences. Um, if you guys saw Twitter, buy stock in Mongolian Mike. I'll just say that right now. So, we go into the break up 10. Nobody's into panic. You know, we got other college basketball games on to watch during the half. Uh, Kansas beating Duke, for example. And unfortunately, St. Louis beating Memphis. If I sound opinionated to you guys, well, it's me describing my college team. It's like Stephen A. Smith describing the Knicks. You just let it go. So, up 10 and a half, my thoughts were, okay, yeah, you know, we're, we're a bigger team. UNLV is not that big of a team, for those of you who don't know. We have two guys who are near seven feet tall, Deron Holmes II and Tumani Kamara. This is where, unfortunately, the problems begin. And this is not going to be the main subject of the episode, because after I explain the problems and what happened, I just want to make an analysis, because Dayton is not done with having big games on their schedule. In the second half, more noticeably, Tumani Kamara was not playing. It was revealed by Tumani Kamara himself that he had uh, knee tendonitis. He was icing his knee for the entire second half and did not play as a result. Tumani Kamara was averaging 14 rebounds a game prior to this, so it would have been great for the Flyers to have extra rebounding. That being said, still no reason to panic, right? We had Deron Holmes, a 7-footer, could easily block, get a ton of rebounds, be the big man. And unfortunately, UNLV came out with a plan. UNLV came out prepared. UNLV came ready. They acted like they wanted it, and as a result... They outscored the Flyers in the half 38-20. to That's brutal. Absolutely brutal. They limited the Flyers to 52 points. They limited Deron Holmes to 2 points and only 5 shots. But the most staggering stat out of all of it, the Dayton Flyers turned the ball over 24 times. That's a lot for an NBA game. For a college basketball game, that is through the roof. I don't think I've seen a turnover rate that high. Now, what was I doing at what what will now be 1.15 this morning, this Wednesday morning? Well, first of all, before I digested my thoughts a little bit, uh, I also consumed a nice cold Budweiser that was much needed after uh, the second half we had. I had to realize at that moment before I went to bed that... I need to put out an episode today because there's a lot on my mind. There's a lot going about Dayton Twitter, uh, solely from Professionally Loud, uh, Dayton Flyer News, um, a couple other outlets that I'm looking at. A lot of people had a lot to say about the Dayton Flyers performance last night and what factors went into that loss, but also where does the rest of our season look? I don't know everything, as I'm sure you all know. I'm just a fan. I'm just a guy. I'm an alumni. I'm a guy who has a podcast. I can only see what I'm able to see. Coaching arguably sees more than we all do. He, not, he understands how the, how the team plays in practice. He understands his tactics. He understands how the players are during the game. And he understands how he critiques their performances. But the Flyers going into the next game, they play Robert Morris on Saturday at 1, or I think noon, one of those two times, can't remember. Which has to be a pick-me-up game, get it ready to go. And 
into those games, the Flyers are coming in with a lot of startling statistics. 24 turnovers is the main one. The Flyers shot 36.4% from the floor last game. Less than 31% from three. And yes, sure, we out-rebounded UNLV, but towards the end of the game, we could not get a rebound. The Flyers couldn't rebound. UNLV were playing like they wanted it, like I said earlier. And as a result, they got the win. They deserved the win. They got it. Turnovers are one problem. The most noticeable elephant in the room is the injury list. The Flyers just got shooting guard Kobe Brea back from an injury, which is great. I'm happy to see Kobe Brea off the bench. But obviously bringing a player coming back from injury into a big game just like that, there's some rust to shake off, and it showed a little bit. That's no, that's no criticism of Kobe Brea. Every player needs to shake off some rust before the game. I mean, Deron Holmes and Tumani Kamara did that for a little bit during the Flyers' first game against Lindenwood. I think that's what we played. Turnovers are a problem. The passing I saw was a bit of an issue. Kobe Elvis, who was supposed to be our acting point guard, had no assist yesterday. Mongolian Mike, our other guard, had one assist. So we had one assist combined for our two guards. And to be honest, if you're going to run the floor and you're going to control a game, you need distribution from your guards. You need distribution from everybody. And that didn't happen. It just, it just, it just didn't. It happened a little bit maybe in the first half. But not too much. The Flyers had seven assists the entire game. We had more steals than assists the entire game, which is a stat that's very hard to pull off. Dayton led by as much as 12. So lead is something else we got to consider here. The Flyers, if you watched any of the SMU game, were up by double digits a couple of times. And yet SMU was able to crawl back, get the game tied, near tied, and sure, the Flyers won by 12, but that was not comfortable in some cases. Believe me, I saw that. I was about five seconds into the student section watching it with my own eyes. So what does the Flyers have to do? What does the team have to do in my book? What takes her wrong? What takes her right? I'm not going to be one to criticize any coaching. Sure, do I think maybe some of the playmaking or some of the playmaking that night wasn't as great? Sure, I'm going to be brutally honest, yes. Do I question Anthony Grant's credibility as a coach? No, I don't. That's not me being biased. I, I don't like criticizing the credibility of coaches. Sometimes there's a bump in the road, and the Flyers hit a few of those last season. But I think with this season, all I'm hoping is that this is, the, this is, this is what lights the fire. This is what gets them going, and they need to get that fire going quick. The Flyers hopefully could get guard Malachi Smith back, which... Who, do, who No, not the Gonzaga guy, if you're an NCAA fan listening to this. The other Malachi Smith, the one that essentially ran the Flyers' offense last year. Malachi Smith did a bit of everything. He shot the ball, passed the ball, got a few rebounds, and like I said, found passes and facilitated the offense. And that's what the Flyers didn't have last night. They looked a little slow at times. They looked like they were missing the unhealthy players, which is understandable. They missed Humani's rebounding in the second half as well. So with those players back, not only do they have a bounce-back game against Robert Morris this Saturday, which has to be a gimme for the Flyers given who they played already, but the games after that are where they need to get tactics right, they need to get distribution right, and they got to get turnovers down because they, like a lot of teams in 
NCAA basketball, are in an invitational tournament for Thanksgiving. The Flyers got into the, let me get this right, I think the Mowers something battle for Atlantis. I think that's right. Point being, instead of being in like the Maui Invitation or Walt Disney Invitation of the last couple of seasons, they are now in this one, and the teams that they are that they could draw are huge. They are critical for the schedule. The Flyers already will play Wisconsin. Could be a factor in the Big Ten for all we know. But either way, that is a very important test for these Flyers. Just like SMU and UNLV were. The Flyers' schedule, I'm going to say it, is a lot harder than last year's. And I think that's a good thing. The squad needs to be challenged. The squad has potential. But only if we get tactics right and only if we, only if they facilitate. I think, honestly, Deron Holmes could play more of his size. He was limited to two points and only made one shot last night. So I think the minute he starts doing that and starts taking it to Wisconsin, we'll see if he does it during this next game. I hope he does. If he does it against Wisconsin, the Flyers could come out with wins. But until then, all I'm going to say is, Flyer fans, if you're listening, don't don't panic. Okay? Yes, we panicked last season when we had three quad four losses in a row. Those were bad. But what happened directly after that? We beat Miami, Florida, who made the Final Four. We beat Kansas, who also made the Final Four and won the national championship. We then beat Belmont and won the Invitational. We were not supposed to do that, especially with the youngest statistical team in college basketball. And following three quad four losses, that is a way to stand up. The Flyers, as we've seen, can stand up. This isn't the first time they've been knocked down. So the real question is, is this also not the first time that they can get back up? I, as a fan, don't know. But I, as a fan, do hope. And I'm sure multiple thousands of others will as well. All I'm just praying, before I wrap this up, this battle for Atlantis game is as essential as possible. Malachi Smith hopefully can come back for it. Hopefully the players can shake off the rust. Hopefully the players can communicate. Hopefully there's some good tactics. There's better shooting, and we don't live and die by the three. I think we need to start fitting. We we need the squad to be a better fit. I think our depth could be tested a little bit. But as as I'm always saying, just keep the frickin' faith, people. Don't panic. It's one game in November. It's still early on in the season. Plus, that's UNLV. They're 3-0. It's not like it's a quad four loss. This could end up being a good loss for the Flyers. If it means a learning moment, that's great. It's fantastic. That's all I could ask for. Apart from that, and because I don't cover the NCAA as extensively as everyone else does, I'm going to leave this episode at this. I will be tweeting a lot. For those of you who don't follow me on Twitter, it's uh, at the concept. Uh, so basically just take this name but remove the hyphen from the sept just follow the action i'm hoping to watch the flyers this weekend i won't be at the game unfortunately couldn't secure a ticket uh but i'll be watching closely what i'm really hoping for the flyers before i wrap this up is make the necessary tweaks get some good rebounding big men should play their size stay healthy don't live and die by the three and don't do and and don't have stupid turnovers all I ask, 
I know these brothers. I know these guys will work their asses off until they fix this shit. It's going to happen. These guys are probably in the gym right now, as I'm recording this, grinding, getting ready. This isn't going to stay in their head. Winning against Wisconsin, potentially Kansas, and they play Virginia Tech towards the end of the year. Winning those games is what's going to matter. Get the focus right and go Flyers. I don't know what the next episode's going to be. I don't know what the next episode's going to be about. I don't know when the next episode's going to be. I'm hopefully going to do it Sunday. Sunday, question mark? But I'm glad they're doing this again. Hopefully the hiatuses aren't as constant. Uh, I'm going to be going on Thanksgiving break. I'll do an episode before that. And after Thanksgiving break, hopefully I can pump out some more content because this is when basketball season starts getting good, people. The good games start coming. Dayton plays Tech along with a bunch of other ranked games that I definitely have not looked at yet because I don't do extensive research yet. But until then, this has been the concept. This has been fun, once again. And go Flyers.